Time for us to say a very good morning to our guests. And first of all, Andrew Sullivan, Managing Director at Outset Capital. Uh, good morning, Andrew. Good morning. And good morning to Lashar, Chief Asia Economist from BBVA Research. Good morning, Lashar. Good morning. Nice to have you on the show as ever. And I guess um, let's pick up from uh, where the markets in the US left off on Friday. What was your reaction uh, to the markets on Friday, Lashar, perhaps first? Uh, yes, I think that from a micro side, uh, people worry about this uh, inflation coming back. Uh, at the beginning of the February, people think maybe the uh, Fed will stop hiking interest rate in March. But now people expect that this kind of uh, interest hike will continue uh, in the first half of the year. Uh, I, and there's uh, some risk they will continue even in the second half of the year. So I think there's a very uh, normal reaction uh, to, to this kind of uh, bad news about inflation. But frankly, uh, what happened is quite in line with uh, what I know about the inflation because the inflation is always persistent, always difficult to, to be defeated by, uh, compared to this, uh, uh, this GDP compared to other, uh, economic activity uh, indicators. Uh, so that means, uh, uh, through the course of the uh, through the course of the year, I think people need to pay attention to this inflation news. They will be up and downs, and then the market will react uh, different ways. Uh, but generally, I think uh, uh, it's not easy. It's uh, uh, it's too early to declare the the victory against the inflation. Andrew, um, yeah, it only seems a couple of weeks ago that we were thinking that uh, inflation was under control. What are your thoughts? No, I think so. And I think the Fed is very keen to show that it, it, it's going to be aggressive in trying to control inflation. Because what it really doesn't want is people to start feeling that they need to ask for further wage rises to cope with inflation, uh, because then it will spiral upwards. So they're trying to be very aggressive in the short term to bring it, you know, to within control, uh, as as Lajar is saying, it's difficult to to wipe it out again. But they certainly want to try and um, halt people's expectations of needing to maybe ask for you know, six, seven percent in wage rises. They'd prefer people to ask for a couple of percent and try and bring inflation down, uh, because otherwise it spirals upwards. So Cleveland Fed President Loretta Master said the uh, Fed should raise interest rates higher than necessary if need be to get uh, inflation fully under control. What is uh, higher than necessary, do you think? Well, they have a set rate that they're kind of, you know, the market's been thinking that, you know, five, five and a half percent might be the sort of level that interest rates need to go to. Um, but there is always that problem that with a very tight labour market um, and wages continuing to rise, that the, F the Fed needs to take it higher in order to control those expectations. Yes, mm. on this point, if you look at uh, the real interest rate, now it's still negative, mm. right? So if you think uh, the inflation, they will continue to slow down in the next uh, couple of months, uh, maybe they will inflation slow down to five, and then we reach interest rate to 5.5, and then you have a positive real interest rate, you can think that's necessary. But if inflation continues to stay at the sixth level, okay, so that means even we reach to 5.5, we still suffer this negative interest rate problem. Yeah. What about the bond rally? It seems to have fizzled out, guys, doesn't it? It uh, um, was going, quote, unquote, great guns at the beginning of the year. Um, but the Shah, things not looking quite as rosy in the bond market now. 
Yeah, I think the same story with the inflation mm. because the bond market is most sensitive to these uh, interest rate hikes. Uh, now, people, since people believe that this interest rate hike was longer than initially expected, then this uh, bond rally <laughs> disappeared. And I think the key thing here is that you know a lot of companies are are being cautious about raising money uh, and cautious cautious about how they're spending their money. And we're certainly starting to see companies uh, you know pull back from doing share buybacks um, as they realise that you know the, the the cost of money is is now going to be something that's important to the company business. So um, Warren Buffett, though, not um, not pulling back from his comments and uh, and confidence in the U.S. Uh, economy, uh, signalling he's not n- lost none of that uh, that confidence over the weekend in a letter to shareholders. Uh, he always seems to be buoyant about things, despite everything, doesn't he, Andrew? Well, I think he takes a long-term view, so he doesn't allow himself to be sort of caught up in the trees uh, but he's looking at you know the whole of the forest and i think that's probably right i mean you've still got the u.s economy in, in very good shape you know it's you know you've got very low unemployment which is always a good indicator um and you know a lot of these companies are doing well and have, have shown that they can do well even in the last quarter as interest rates started to rise significantly um going forward it, it's going to be a lot of it is going to be about getting that balance between consumer confidence and inflation concerns. Bashar, are you a fan of Warren Buffett? Uh, yes, I think uh, uh, at least uh, he, he has been very consistent on this view. He's always bullish on United mm. States. I, I, to some degree, I, I really agree with him because uh, from long term, you can see that this economy is still in the lead in the world, right? So, yeah, that he, he make a lot of money from his uh, confidence in United States. I think uh, he will continue. Hmm. And he also focuses on, um, on, on businesses that he understands, uh, and that, I think, is probably important. And he's, he's always driven by cash flow. Now, China's manufacturing data uh, is coming out this week. Um, what do we think? What do we expect? Uh, are we feeling positive, optimistic about that, uh, Andrew? Well, I think we'll start, you know, continue to see improvements, obviously, um, we had the, uh, the the pivot on COVID. That won't have taken full effect yet, but we should see some indications uh, of improvement. And I think the expectation is certainly, having uh, now reversed that policy, that certainly in the next quarter we should see a significant improvement. Lucian? Yes, I, I, I agree with Andrew on this one, because uh, if you look at the January, because the January, China still... Uh, was affected by this uh, COVID problem, okay? And they have the Chinese New Year holidays. Uh, so that's why at the beginning of the February, when we see the January data, it's, uh, it's, it's good, but uh, not as good as many people anticipated. But the economy start to accelerate in February. We have collected uh, this uh, big data, high-frequency data, and we know this uh, credit data start to expand quite a lot in uh, in February and January. So I'm sure that uh, this uh, kind of the uh, PMI data will be very good in, in February. Yeah, But the, the problem is... Uh, over the medium term or long term, not for just one month, because we know these February things is a rebound from the previous low, okay? Uh, but we need to observe whether this kind of the recovery can continue through the year. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I think more people are going to still be watching the housing market and the banks uh, as being key indicators. And of course, we, we still haven't seen Evergrande's restructuring programme. Um, and I think there are further concerns out there with a number of the other developers as well. Now, what about other areas of the mainland economy? Uh, for instance, uh, tourism. Uh, it, it seems that the um, the air airline industry has not uh, come back yet at all. Only about ten percent of uh, foreign flights uh, in process at the moment, and compared to pre-pandemic levels, uh, are we going to see a big uh, growth in tourism? Do you think over the next few months, or is it going to be some time yet, Lashar? Uh, I think it is some time to uh, to recover in this sector because so I I know the news that uh, United States and China they have some agreement uh, try to they try to reach some agreement uh, uh, to open more flight route but unfortunately uh, it failed I think that it's not only involved on this. Uh, Demand and supply that also involve a lot of the political or geopolitical problem there. So that's why I think these take time uh, for Chinese uh, uh, tourist sector to recover. Uh, but domestically, you can see that uh, this kind of tourist uh, uh, sectors uh, start to recover rebound very quickly and uh, during the Chinese uh, uh, holidays you can see many people waiting in lines <laughs> in some resorts uh, but I think the for overall for this uh, uh, inbound or outbound uh, tourism I think uh, it needs time to, to recover. Andrew, do you think that uh, tourism is coming back? We see um, that Macau today is dropping its uh, mask mandate, um, hoping to boost its uh, its tourism and uh, gaming industry. Your thoughts? Well, I think Macau's already seen a, a significant improvement. That now that people can travel you know, freely across the border, they are doing so. Um, and I think you know the same will be true for Hong Kong. It'll you know we need to you know to get rid of the masks here in Hong Kong if we want to attract tourists. But also, I mean, the airline industry is suffering from having lost workers trying to get them back. So we have a huge um, lack of skills. And for the airline industry itself, you've got to bring aircraft back into service. You've got to service them. You've got to crew them. You've got to get your pilots back onto current flying hours and the rest of it. And all of that will take a lot of time. Now, China being fairly critical of Western policy over Ukraine at the moment. Um, you know, we've just passed the first uh, anniversary of the Ukraine war. That's still having quite a big effect uh, right across the economies of Europe, uh, around the world, in, in lots of different areas, Andrew, isn't it? Yes, I mean, you've still got, obviously, you know, some sanctions. You've, you've got uh, concerns, I think. I think the con biggest concern is a more about policy changes. And, and Xi has shown that, you know, policy switches can come very quickly. So we saw, you know, last year Macau, we saw education, we saw e-commerce. And I think for a lot of people, that's making them uh, reconsider the risk profile that China really has, as opposed to, you know, maybe, you know, going back to the US. I mean, if, if policy changes in the US, it usually takes months, if not years. Whereas as Xi has shown that policy can change overnight in China. And I think for a lot of institutional uh, international investors, that's a concern. The Shah, Ukraine and the continuing war uh, with Russia, is that going to have a, a big impact in your eyes? Uh, I have to say this kind of uh, impact start to... Uh, diminish, mm. okay, because the people tend to adapt to this uh, new normal. We know that there's a war in Europe between Russia and the Ukraine, and we 
manage to to adapt to, to this new normal. But unfortunately, as uh, Andrew said, I think now the international investors they tend to pay more attention to this uh, geopolitics risk right here in especially in Asia. Uh, in the past, I think we uh, we are more focused on whether this uh, project can make money, whether this company is uh, profitable. But now they need to uh, raise their awareness that whether this one could be sanctioned by other countries. Uh, so I, personally, I don't think that's not good uh, development because if people worry too much about this uh, geopolitics race, uh, political race, uh, they cannot focus on the, the real things, focus on the long-term things like uh, Warren Buffett, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I think the, the, the policymakers around the world, they must find a way to solve this uh, problem, uh, not only for this uh, uh, Ukraine problem, but also they must uh, find new ways. If they really care about the economic prosperities in the, of the world, they need to find a new way to solve all this problem. Lashar is uh, Chief Asia Economist at BBVA Research. Thank you, Lashar. Thank you to Andrew Sullivan as well, Managing Director, Outset Capital.